any clown can make money in a boom, okay? But I'm telling you, when when the market constricts and all of a sudden it becomes challenging, it's the guys that have a very professional attitude to operating a business that is in construction, not just I build it plumb square and straight and she'll be right, mate, won't it? No, it's not. How old are you going to be before you start to experience life like you want it? I want to tell you right now, whether you like it or not, there is a better way to do business. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Business for Builders podcast. My name is Max. I'm your host. Uh, first episode of 2024. Great to be back and uh, great to have you in the house. I appreciate you tuning in and lending me your ear. And as usual, we want to give up some pretty good value to uh, help you get started for this this new year, 2024. Uh, I've kicked off with uh, all of my team and uh, you know talking to them about profit more in 24. That's what we're about. And uh, I really just think that sometimes, uh, you know, we've got to be careful that we're not bottlenecking our own business. And we've got to make sure that um, we are always, we are continuously improving. That is, I think that is the mantra um, that that must be adopted for this year and beyond is because, um, you know, we, we sometimes blame third parties and exterior influences. And it's not like it doesn't have some effect uh, or impact, but I think sometimes uh, we tend to sort of lean too far that way and, and really just think that all of the calamity is outside of our uh, influence, which I don't know that it is all the time. So um, anywho, uh, like and subscribe, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me, you can email me, max at elitebusinessadvisory.com. Um, if you want to have a chat with me about some uh, coaching, I'd love to get on a video call with you. Uh, shoot across to elitebusinessadvisory.com and there'll be a big blue book of consultation button Grab that, uh, have a ch- check out the calendar and see with time uh, what time works for you and uh, we'll just catch up and uh, have a chat a little bit about how you're doing in business and figure out where to from there. Um, don't forget Business for Builders VIP Facebook page, get across there and uh, answer the questions and if you're a good sort, I'll let you in, you know the drill. Um, but uh, yeah, look, Merry Christmas and all that sort of stuff. Happy New Year. And, uh, you know, it is, uh, it is fairly, it's in the first week of, of 2024, we're kicking this off. Um, and I know for a lot of my counterparts down under, they are enduring, en- enjoying their summer holidays. Some aren't back for another week or so, but uh, I am definitely back in the office off the radar a little bit, so don't tell anybody. Um, Canadians are a little different over here because it's really, it's our winter break. It's the middle of the year. So just all the Aussies and Kiwis, just imagine it's uh, June, July and it's freaking cold and and all that sort of stuff. So, all right, um, I think one of the last episodes, maybe the, the, the two episodes before I was talking about um, sitting in a restaurant, I believe, with one of my guys and looking at a systemized approach to running a business and, you know, the experience, the, the customer experience, if you like. And um, it's funny because I, it triggered something for me over the uh, holidays. I, uh, I kind of, I, I really enjoy these um, TV shows that, that really are reality TV shows. And, and one of my favorites is definitely Gordon Ramsay. Um, I've been accused of maybe being a little bit similar in personality to old Chef Ramsay. Um, but I did get a bit of binge watching. I did chill out and I did put my feet up and uh, watch, a, watch a few episodes of uh, Hell's Kitchen. And that uh, really intrigued me because I, you know, it's all about, and you'll agree, if you're in business for yourself and you're trying to get good people to come on board, I'm really intrigued at the the aggressive way that he um, he uh, you know treats some of the people, the contestants, if you like, because it is a game. Let's face it, 
Um, and he is uh, he is brutal. And I think he makes me look like a Boy Scout sometimes. So, um, But nonetheless, uh, you know, the guy's pretty successful. And so I'm always looking, just like I explained in that couple of episodes ago about looking at their systems, steal the systems with your eyes. Um, you know, I really, you know, for sit, to sit there and go back to episode one, which is God knows when, 2000 or whatever it was, and uh, and just sort of watch and and see the evolution of that show. To be honest, I mean, I'm I'm binge watching it at the moment, so I have to get back to work pretty soon. But um, you know, five episodes, uh, sorry, five seasons, and uh, you know, really interesting to see how the first season was kind of pretty much pretty bland, if you like. It wasn't bad, but you watch him every season on season. The 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 venue gets you know more dramatic. Um, the the guests, you know, there's a lot of Hollywood guests and whatnot. And so you can just see that he's building towards something. And of course, now I don't know what there is, 19 seasons or something. So he's on a bit of a winner there. So uh, obviously uh, that con- that uh, controversial type approach to TV and his his uh, very colourful language really does uh, sell pretty well. But, um, you know, it really impressed upon me that I looked at this guy and he's opened 23 restaurants, got started in the early 90s got some you know major TV deals going on at the moment and is a little bit of a celebrity to be honest um, and you just wonder how I'm looking at that going why is it that builders can't do this <laughs> why can't they put the same thing together and I do believe it's because of the individual talent there is millions of chefs you know in that culinary world that could have done what chef Ramsey did um, but they've they've not done that for whatever reason so there's this kind of perfect storm in that human being that was able to perfect, you know, a, a trade, if you like, was to then to go and open a few restaurants and be fairly successful. And then possibly, I don't know how he did it, but maybe he funded these shows by himself to get started. And, um, you know, has got a hell of a personality uh, that, that is, I, I, I think it's entertaining. Um, some people might differ. Leave a comment if you hate his guts. <laughs> um, but if you like him, give me a thumbs up as well. Um, you know, so really for us builders going into a new year, um, what I wanted to focus on, is just no. What I wanted you to think about because it's a great time if you're listening to this and you're sitting on the beach or you you know you're cruising down the road and work's not on your mind but you're just pondering and considering you know how do I make this year different to the last year and the year before that and the year before that um, you know I just wanted to simplify it. It's just something I had a a bit of a thought as as I was you know contemplating um, what content we we're going to share with you today. And really, there's there's three parts. I was actually talking to one of my guys today, uh, one of my Smith and Sons guys, and I said, "Look, it's as simple as this, bro. You know, we've got to, we've just got to simplify it and understand what we must do as top level priority and do it bloody well. That's what we've got to do. And um, you know, and so the three things I'm pressing upon my guys to think about is what are we doing for lead generation." How are we going about selling? What's our sales process? And what's our delivery? Now, what is important to note is that those three things that I just outlined do not happen separately, okay? There might be, you'll be focusing on them at separate times because you can't look at all those three at the same time. But I am telling you, lead gen sales and product delivery are happening simultaneously in your business. And all of those that agree, give me the head nod, right? You know that that's the case. You've got to have fires burning. So a lot of that similarity in a kitchen where there's 
different courses happening, different stations, different people doing different things. It's no different in our construction business. We've got to have a good relationship with an agency or if we're doing in-house marketing, we've got to make sure that we're on point there. We've got to have a documented sales process. We've got to know that what we're doing is effective. We've got to make sure that not only is the documented system good, uh, but we are executing at the highest level as a sales operative as well. And then, of course, there's the delivery. And that's one of our frustrations at the moment is, is humans. And I've been catching a few articles all over the place about um, labor shortages and things like that and talking about baby boomers retiring and all that sort of jazz. And, you know, guys like me that in 1989, when I started my apprenticeship, um, the last thing I was thinking about was retiring. And yet, actually, right now, I'm actually closer to the good old retirement, whatever the hell that is. Um, then, then I'm actually further away from when I started my apprenticeship. I'm close to retirement, which is bizarre. Um, and so, you know, I thought, well, that happened very quickly, didn't it? Um, and so, you know, guys and gals, I, I honestly think that um, we, we really need to make hay while the sun shines. Um, all the guys in their mid-20s, late-20s with builder's licenses, relax, you've got plenty of time. Um, but, you know, nonetheless, I think what your challenge is, is you know, and I, I was, you know, I, I, I refer to this often, and that is that getting your builder's license is the easiest part. You know, operating as a builder and making a profit, that is the most challenging part. There's no question. Because when you're talking about, okay, how do I get people to ring me? There's your first challenge. Oh, I've got to have a brand. I've got to have a website. I've got to have an SEO heavy or strong, you know, website that's content rich. Right, I've got to have a good social media presence. Right, um, I've, I've got to be able to have a balance between good organic posts and good call to action, all of that sort of stuff. So that happens, you know, you've got to monitor that. You've got to be continually refreshing that. Um, and then you've got to be thinking about sales as well because now you've got inquiries coming in. What quoting systems are you using? Are you getting paid to quote? Um, how are you delivering those proposals? Uh, you know, th those are the things that, all of this has got to happen simultaneously. And then... Once you've got the inquiry, you've quoted it, and hopefully at a correct markup or a correct, correct gross profit margin, you've then got to go and build it. So it's all of this is then happening. And we were talking about some goals today, actually. And, uh, you know, it was interesting because over here, we might have a $2 million goal. And then we look at the, the business itself and we're like, okay, but our break even or our preferred billables is way down, you know, per month. If we are projecting and shooting for $2 million revenue, that preferred billables per month is not going to happen because you're building in series, not in parallel, okay? And so, you know, I think too many guys go, yep, I want to build a $2 million business, but they don't forget, oh, they, they, they forget too easily that that means I've got to be running two projects at a time. And so that then demands you as a project manager, you've now got to be running the front of house as well as a very competent, coherent system in the background to ensure that product delivery, delivery happens without a hitch, okay? And, um, and so, you know, I think that those three parts of your business, and that's a very macro 40,000 foot view. When you drill down into each of those aspects, it becomes a lot more complicated than just kind of three headings. But in, in essence, we've got to get inquiry or lead gen. We've got to make sure our sales processes are, are, are documented pretty well and we know exactly what we're doing and we understand the psychology around sales. I think I spend a lot of time mostly with my clients and with my franchise builders um, around the, the psychology of sales. They're very, they're very two-dimensional, whereas sales is very three-dimensional. 
Um, the things that people say, answers to the questions that I present actually tell me something without them telling me that. And so it's, it's, it's really, in, uh, you know, and I think there's got to be an element in sales whereby you are prepared to walk away from the deal. But that, that you only get that freedom when your lead gen is good enough to give you top of funnel to give you choice. And you're not going to have adequate top of funnel if you haven't got a content-rich website and your social media isn't educational, informative, and, uh, and of course, entertaining as well. And so all of these things button together, but no sooner have you created, you know, maybe you've got the lead gen sorted and the sales is great, but then all of a sudden you get to delivery. And, you know, like some of my guys say to me, it's like, Max, we've got lead gen sorted out and sales but then when it comes to delivery, I'm relying on these other guys to deliver the project um, and, and do the work. And that's where the, the challenge does present itself for you as a people person or a leader um, because it's not easy because everyone is just in it for themselves. So finding the guys, and you know, this is where we then we then pivoted and we went down a rabbit hole about when we talk about, you know, developing a business, one of the first things that I've got to do is present um, you know, the the concept of a strategic plan. You know, we've got to do a SWOT analysis. We've got to take a look at our one-year goals, our three to five-year goals, and our and our BHAG, which is our 10-year goal. We've got to talk about our core values, guys and girls. Look, I've made so many cock-ups as it relates to recruiting franchise builders because I actually had these 12 core values on the wall of my conference room, but I never did correspond recruiting builders and then using the core values that I've got on my wall to figure out whether that person is a fit or not for my business. You know, open, honest communication. We respond quickly. We work harder and smarter. Like all of these kinds of things. And and there was, you know, just so many mistakes made. So here we go about really in brackets, what we're talking about is the power of a strategic plan. You know, when we do drill down a little bit deeper, we've got to stand back and go, what is the end result? And more importantly, I think really what underpins a strategic plan is why do you do what you do? And guys say to me, well, Max, if I could make some money out of this building operation, I'd go and do spec homes or I'd go and do, you know, flip renos or whatever. And I'm like, okay, so why would you go and do spec homes? Well, to make more money. No, no, but why? Why are you doing it? So I think, you know, what I'm going to be drilling down hard in the first month is a couple of things. One of them is a strategic plan, absolutely. Um, and I need to work a lot harder with my uh, both my my elite business clients as well as my franchise builders. We've got to get to the to the to the grassroots of why does it you do what you do and what's what are the things that are important to you. And you've got to have a level of self-awareness, which is what we really open up in strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats in the way of a SWOT analysis. Um, the other thing that's going to help us in the new year um, is having a, a project start schedule. You guys, you've got to figure out, okay, I can run projects uh, in a series one after the other. That doesn't take a lot of scheduling. But if you're going to do a bigger revenue target, you're going to have overlapping two, three, four projects happening at one time. You'd better know where your hotspots are during the year, um, where you're going to need some major trades. You've got to look out for different uh, seasons, not just the weather seasons, but like for us in the middle of the year, July, school holidays, man, everyone's out of there. So in the, in the months of late July and August, there's nobody around. It's kind of like if you're in Oz and, and, and in New Zealand right now, December and January, it's crickets. You know, people are like fishing and surfing and all driving and traveling. And so you, you've got to be careful that you use that project start schedule to really identify where 
um, your the, where the, the hotspots are or where the the lulls are going to be and make sure you don't overload yourself. And because if you have three jobs happening on the go, but over the school holiday break, you'd better make sure that you've allowed it sum out the back end of that um, as far as time goes. Otherwise, you're just going to plumb run into a bunch of difficulty. Um, <coughs> I think you've got to be focused on metrics gathering. We, we look at KPIs every week. Every time I meet with my guys, um, we, we talk about KPIs. And um, that dashboard is the thing that tells me. It's like... You can bullshit me all day long, but all I got to do was look at some of your premium key metrics and I, I, you can just zip it. I don't need to hear from you. I can just look at the numbers and it will tell me a story. So, you know, I think you've got to think about what metrics you are gathering and then you've got to go, okay, well, how, how do I go about stacking that into a system or a spreadsheet or something that you can read and, and get some understanding on how your business is performing? That's super important too. And that, and probably the other thing that you need to start thinking about, guys and girls, and this is why 80% of builders go out the back door, is because they don't know what their equity position in their business is. What's their cash position? They've got half a million dollars in the bank. You've got four jobs on the go. Right, how much of that 500 grand is yours? Go. We don't know. We don't know. We're running four jobs. We're getting checks all over the place. We're getting invoices from suppliers and sub-trades. We don't know our ass from our elbow. We do not know how much out of that cash at bank is actually ours. It's too hard to track, guys. You can say to me, oh, Max, I'll do $2 million this year. And out of that $2 million, if you're doing renos, there'll be 600 grand in gross profit. Okay, that's great at the end of the year. But what happens if we've got overages? What happens if jobs have taken too long and the management costs have now added to your, you know, the cost of that project? See, if you're not... <coughs> doing over-under billings or work-in-progress adjustments on a monthly basis and you're not, you're not assessing your project uh, margins, <coughs> your profit margins on a monthly basis, you don't know what is up within your business. So on the front end, we're following key metrics, but project by project as it relates to over-under billing, we must be doing work-in-progress accounting uh, yeah, and really nailing down what our equity position is Double entry bookkeeping. Okay, I've, I was actually meeting with my bookkeeper yesterday, and I was talking about this because I've been I've been really doubling down because there's there's you know we we focus on markups, margins, making money, you know, delivering the product. What we're not focusing on is really uh, preserving the profit that we're actually creating out of these projects. And so I was talking to my bookkeeper, and she's like, I don't want to know how you come up with the 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 <laughs> the the actual uh, work in progress amount. I'm happy to do the double entry bookkeeping. Just give me the number. I'll enter it in at the end of the month and I'll back it out at the beginning of the next month and we're good to go. And I'm like, got a deal. And so it's ironic because if there's a bookkeeper that just doesn't want to know about how you guys understand that this is the contract amount, this is the revised contract amount, um, this is uh, this is our, our, our project complete You know, so far based on our invoices, if you like, how many... Uh, accounts uh, payable have we received how many invoices from suppliers and trades and we're looking at the profit margin that we start with so if you're like us we mark up 43 percent start with a profit margin of 30 and then what what's happening as we go not just at the end of the project but literally every time there's a bill come in it's got to go into this work in progress um, you know uh, assessment program to ensure that we understand at the end at the end of the month where we're up to, it's got to be done month in month out. So, guys, you know, I, I think uh, you know I, I'm really looking forward to it. You know, here in Canada, it's the indication is um, that you know interest rates are going to flatten 
probably the end of spring, which is uh, I think is June, 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 July, whatever it is, and uh, which be, means they're starting to bring inflation under control. And so hopefully, and guys, you got to understand that this thing goes around and around in circles, decade after decade. So um, if you haven't seen any of this because you're brand new in your mid twenties, I'm telling you, it's just normal. So um, it just reinforces the fact, and I'll finish on this that. Any, any clown can make money in a boom, okay? But I'm telling you, when, when the market constricts and all of a sudden it becomes challenging, it's the guys that have a very professional attitude to operating a business that is in construction, not just I build it plumb square and straight and she'll be right, mate, won't it? No, it's not. Because what happens is we go, well, I can do more than one job. I can do two jobs, three jobs, four jobs. And then we really get ourselves into strife. And by year five, 80% of the guys have gone out the back door. So, you know, four in five guys will lose the battle in the next five years because it'll become overwhelming and they'll just flat out run out of money because they just don't have systems across the board, guys, across the board. So, um, you know, look, if you've got any questions about that, shoot me an email, max at elitebusinessadvisory.com. Um, if you want to have a chat to me about what, what's what's involved with coaching, look, just get on, book a, book a call. My calendar's pretty full. Um, you definitely won't get in this week, um, but um, next week there'll be some openings because I'm going to clear my calendar and and uh, pull out some of those allotments and make sure that there's some availability. So, um, yeah, look, I think, you know, if you're going to do this year the same thing you did last year, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure out that uh, what your result is going to be is going to be very similar to what you did in 2023. So if you're going to profit more in 2024, you need to change some of your processes. You just do. And, um, you know, just while I'm on that, look, there's, there's uh, the Silver Bullet Academy. If you go to uh, elitebusinessadvisory.com forward slash academy. Did I get that right then, Dom? Uh, elitebusinessadvisory.com forward slash academy. Anyway, you'll find it. Go to the academy, 65 bucks US. There's there's 20-odd videos there, a bunch of resources if, you, if you're not interested in coaching, for God's sake, go there, spend a little bit of money, like literally a couple of cartons of beer, cases of beer per month and educate yourself. Start self-educating. There's a resource, okay? Just start, okay? All I'm saying, you don't have to go and watch 21 videos and download all the resources and go through all the spreadsheets and the docs and the PDFs. For crying out loud, start doing something. That 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 sixty five bucks US a month is going to be a great way for you to introduce yourself to the technical aspects of not just operating a business but scaling up a business. It's all based off of Vern Harnish's book uh, called uh, Mastering the Rockefeller Habits. It's a it's a great little book. I listened to it on an audio book. I've got the hard copy. Um, guys, you've got to start educating. Look, we've got to change the statistic. Okay. If 50% of guys are going, 80% of guys are going out the back door in the first five years, I'm telling you, it's not because they can't swing a door or build a frame, okay? It's because they can't manage their finances. They can't manage their projects. They're, they're, they're taking on too much. There's too much stress on them. They're not understanding. They're overwhelmed, all of that, okay, guys? So let's get off on the right foot. Let's understand and accept the concept of I have to uh, learn more to earn more, um, and then you'll slowly fall in love with as you start to master different aspects of your business. And I'm telling you, there's 21 silver bullets there that are going to help you in that uh, silver bullet academy. You're not going to learn them over the weekend, okay? Uh, how about we just break some shit down and just start with it as the order that it is. Start with the strategic plan, maybe. I want you to go and watch that video, you know, get into that. Invest some money. I'm not giving it to you for free. Get in there and just start to think about 
what it is. Look around and go, who are the guys I know who look like they're making it, but when I really talk to them when they're cutting, you know, when they're, when they're sucking on some piss and, and, and just shooting the breeze, how much they hate their business. Um, you know, just guys, you've got to do something differently because I've been in this game for 34 years now and the way that we get taught is got very little to do with business development and strategic planning, that side of it. It needs to be developed. Guys and girls, thanks for tuning in. Um, I really appreciate you lending me your ear. Um, we're off to a great start, and uh, we've we got to make this year better than last year, and uh, that becomes that, that means that we have to become better operators. So uh, like and subscribe, all that kind of good stuff. Hit me an email, maxeliteleadbusinessadvisory.com. Go to the website, uh, book a consultation with me to chat about some coaching opportunities uh, or options there. And uh, go build a kick-ass business. See you in the next episode. Cheers, big ears.